Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile Essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary. Baseball is back, and so is MLB.tv. Watch every out-of-market, regular season game on your favorite streaming devices. Anywhere, anytime, all season long. Follow the action live or on demand. Track four games at once with multi-view mode. And catch up with in-game highlights. Plus, original programs, minor league broadcasts, and local pre- and post-game shows. Go to MLB.tv to start your free trial today. Blackout and other restrictions apply. Major League Baseball trademarks used with permission. Eleven o'clock hour. It's Cody and Gold. Alex Gold with you. Drew Nixon. Pete Sweeney, at least for the next hour. Cody's out today. He'll be back with us on Monday. We have Pete Sweeney, our chief insider from Arrowhead Pride, the editor-in-chief in studio, fresh off a nice little trip out east. I saw you were at the, uh, they call it the Stadium Classic, yeah. or what do they call that hockey it's match? It's called the Stadium Series. Stadium Series, okay. Yeah. So that was cool. One of the coolest sporting events I ever, I've ever gone to. If you're a hockey fan, I would recommend trying to get out to one of these outdoor games, and it was a great game. I happen to be a Rangers fan, and they made a, a comeback. They were down two with, like, four minutes left and then scored in overtime. That it was cool. I, the, I feel like the luster of some of the, the New Year's – what do they used to play on New Year's Day outdoors when they played at Tahoe yeah. and then they had the ice issue and now they, they, they yes. just got away While from that. saying that I thought that was fun, I liked it when it was just one game a year. It was called the Winter Classic. They still do the Winter Classic, but now there's, like, four or five okay. uh, outdoor games a year. So I went to one of those. It was cool. It was my cousin's bachelor party. He had a great time, so – we really enjoyed it, and now I'm back in, in KC for the offseason. We got the combine next week. Hey, can you believe that? I mean, Drew and I were talking before the shot. This is what happens when the Chiefs season just goes till mid-February every year, and the parade goes till mid-February yeah. every year. I have done the math, and when people <laughs> like to say, oh, look at Patrick Mahomes. He's played 18 postseason games. I've covered an extra season of football since 2018 <laughs> as well, yeah. and all we all have. So, uh, yeah, it, it is crazy how fast the offseason goes, and that's what's so hard about – repeating once and going back to back, let alone trying to go for this three-peat, because when you win the title, it's sort of like the season lasts even longer because this season isn't even over for the Chiefs in the sense of, you know, they're going to have that ring night. They are getting opportunities like you've seen even McCole Hardman, I believe he was on Jimmy Kimmel. I'm sure somebody will do Saturday night. Mr. Walk-Off jersey at the NBA Celebrity All-Star Game. So, I mean, and we'll see if McCall Hardman comes back. I know he was on the, the one-year contract, but what I'm saying is it just, it takes a while to even just get over that one season. Then all of a sudden you're back in the new season quicker than anybody and you're expected to do the same thing again. So it'll be interesting to see how the Chiefs navigate, but that's what's so hard about repeating and keeping that same energy. How, how do you approach this off season if you're 
Brett Veach, knowing that, yeah, you have a chance to make history, be the first franchise to, to ever three-peat. Yeah. How, does that creep into your mind, do you think, when you're going about making moves? Because I think they've done such a good job of not risking right. the future while still making sure they, they would probably tell you they're all in every year, but not the way I feel like some people will say all in. They're like, hey, I don't care about two years from now. Yeah. Just win now. Yeah, absolutely not. I mean, I... I think that's what has made the team sustain success each and every year and, and give themselves an opportunity every year. It's just not going all in on, on one season. You know who did that? The Los Angeles Rams. And it was cool, right? Like they won the Super Bowl. That was that was awesome. I think a lot of Kansas City fans are thanking God with those annoying Cincinnati fans of Joe Burrow. Not, that's right. Drew, I mean, my goodness. Yeah. How annoying are the Cincinnati uh, yeah. Bengals fans? Awful. No offense to you. Drew, you're not an annoying one. <laughs> Thank but you. Generally speaking, Cincinnati Bengals fans are annoying. And yeah. uh, with their tweeting and stuff. But um, – yeah, you know, they went all in. You know, they they had that shirt, right? F these picks and and well, you say F to the picks and now you are fighting to be a playoff team on a year in year out. So yeah, I, I mean, as much as Kansas City wants it, I'm, you know, I would think they want it better than anything. This is what Clark Hunt has wanted. He wanted to be the premier NFL franchise. It seemed unfathomable when uh, it was 2012 and they were going through that whole season. Now they're there, and I, I don't think they would risk that just to be like, okay, we did something that nobody else did. Not, and that's not to say they won't do it. I just think they're going to be smart about it. So when you lay out, and I, I think you've, you guys have done this a little bit over at Arrowhead Pride, but Pete's checklist here, the, the first yeah. three or four steps of the offseason, right. what do they look like? Yeah, I think you got to figure out what happens with Jones and Snead first because I think that is the first step of like how the rest of it is going to be dictated because let's say they choose – to let Jones go and they keep Snead, then all of a sudden I think defensive tackle might be a greater need than wide receiver. I know that we're not really talking about that that much. And it's like, what are you going to do at that position? Then it can be reversed where it's like, well, you know, they're going to go all in on Jones. Now you're looking at potentially a cornerback in the first round, maybe instead of a, you know, a wide receiver, right? You know, I think either defensive need suddenly becomes your most important need um, entering the off season. If you go in one direction or another. So I think figuring that out is first, I think wide receiver in the free agent market is on the checklist. This is a nice free agent class. I think they're going to address that position in um, both you know, free agency and the draft. I think hidden here also is left tackle. Like, is yeah. Wanye Morris good enough? Uh, did they feel like those four games were good enough for them to move on there? Because left tackle is a really important position. And I also think, uh, and shout out to Cody, who's not here today, uh, Hashtag is Creed good because I think he has the yips and yeah, I and something's I, up there. I wonder what you're doing uh, as far as the um, the interior of the offensive line. So like I I think there's a lot of things that uh, need to be addressed, but it's hard to me for me to be like, well, this is step one because I think the step one sort of dictates two, three, four, five. Yeah, we, we could talk about the exact Chris Jones contract and and the comparisons to Aaron Donald and right. what people are good with. We can do that here in about 20 minutes or so. During the Chiefs red half hour, I brought up the left tackle as well. Drew and I were talking about that in, in the first hour of the show because that that's interesting to me. Like looking at the free agent crop of of left tackles, yeah, you know, there's some guys that are injury prone, thirty three years old. Like, I think they need to go find again another three year option at left tackle. And how often can you go with these one year stop gaps? It worked out all right, certainly right. with Donovan Smith this year. Wanye Morris, like, do you bring in a veteran to compete with him, or if they yeah. spend their first round pick? on a left tackle well then that's the guy that's playing left tackle not Wani Morris so then you're kind of what he's just a he's just a backup long term for this team yeah like my understanding of like the way the draft was going last year was the initial plan was to go get uh 
you know, wide receiver. That didn't work out. Then they were all in on the offensive lineman and ended up going to Jacksonville. Anton Harrison, I believe. Then they were like, okay, you know, maybe we want an edge rusher. I don't think they wanted to take – I've talked to you guys about this. I don't think they wanted sure. to take Felix in that spot. They were hoping to trade down like a little bit, maybe still get him, and wasn't, wasn't able to do that. So they ended up with Felix. I think we'll see on Felix. I think he had a nice few snaps in the Super Bowl. We've seen him here and there. The, the coaching staff is high on him. We'll see how, how he goes there. Um, but I, I think them considering the offensive lineman who went to Jacksonville tells you that they would like a, a young – offensive linemen of the future, especially at one of those end positions. And so uh, for me, I, I think that's a need as well. I mean, they've been a, done a really nice job of, of drafting offensive linemen in the middle rounds. And I, I think ideally what you, you do here is I, I think you got to go get one of those defensive positions that I mentioned, be it Snead or Jones's position, or tr- if you feel like you're in a good spot and you finally feel like you have your guy, trade up and try to go get that wide receiver in a, in a wide receiver rich draft. Someone was asking on the text line, and Donovan Smith, is, is is there any scenario where you could actually see them running that back? I mean, in the playoffs, he was very good, yep. but it wasn't great during the regular season. Yeah. I mean, I, I think there's an angle there. Uh, I think he was, you know, an average left tackle. They've, they've managed with that. I, you know, at a certain point, you'd want, I think, that position to be as strong as you feel about your guards, you know, at a certain, you know, at a certain point. And so... I think there's a, a case to be made for Smith to return, but we we did the same thing with with Carlos Dunlap, who's uh, was in a different place, and we always just thought he would be back in Kansas City, and it never came to fruition. So, I think there is that like break glass of emergency. Maybe Smith would be willing to come back on a on a nice team friendly type of contract, but I think ideally it's either Morris or you're going to get somebody better to compete with them, and you try to figure it out from there. We're talking to Pete Sweeney. He's joining me for the next hour, full hour here on Cody and gold. We'll get to the trash of the day in, in 10 minutes or so. And, and I want to get back obviously to Chris Jones here in a little while, but the rest of the NFL, I mean, this is the best time of the year. I mean, yeah. this is for a lot of teams. This is their super the chiefs. We get two of them. We get the fun speculation about off season and we get the results on the field to talk my, about. Well, for, for guys like our, our boy, Aaron Ladd, who's an Atlanta oh, Falcons fan, he is checking uh, Twitter and social media constantly because he's wondering if <laughs> that, Justin Fields is going to. That's the direction I actually wanted to head in. Yeah. Let me give you sure. the three kind of veteran quarterbacks. I'll put Fields in the veteran quarterback conversation for the the sake of this. Fields, Cousins, Wilson. Where where do you see them ending up? Because Kirk Cousins is the is the one that I think actually can take you to a little bit of another level. Like Kirk Cousins, I don't think he's staying in Minnesota. And if all of a sudden Kirk Cousins goes to Atlanta. I think all of a sudden the, the Falcons, not only are they the heavy favorites to win the NFC yeah. South, but they, they, they could be a little bit of the Lions team from a year ago where they go to an NFC title game. I really believe that's the kind of jump they could take with Kirk Cousins. Yeah, I wonder where these guys land. I mean, it, it is anyone's guess, I, I think, to an extent. But I, I think when you're talking about destinations, Atlanta is very, very attractive because of the, the division. I mean, you've seen in Kansas City, uh, you know, we can we can be honest here. The division has been pretty weak, and we saw that with the the Brady and the, the Patriots dynasty where if you have a weak division, it, it, it makes the road a lot easier to get into the postseason because obviously you're playing these teams uh, six times a year, and you look at the weapons that that team has. I mean, it's hard to uh, argue with Atlanta not being like a contender once they are able to address the quarterback position. You are, At that point, you have – no excuses. So I like one of those quarterbacks to go there. It seems like the tea leaves are saying that that Fields would like to go there, but I mean he's not in charge of his rights. All right, like they're gonna end up sending him uh, wherever they feel like. They, they gotta trade him, right? Like we've got. There's just no way 
that I, Fields uh, yeah, I, is going to be the guy over two straight years where they could have drafted a franchise quarterback. My feeling is, like, if – so say you could get Justin Fields on a rookie deal starting right now, maybe they choose Fields. Yeah. But it's just the idea of, well, you know, the quarterback in the draft, uh, you know, wh- whoever they end up choosing, is probably, in their eyes, right, right along the same – skill level is fields and you offer yourself an opportunity to reset the franchise. I mean, we saw it in Kansas city when Patrick Mahomes was on his rookie deal, you can really load up the roster. So I just think that in the long run is going to be uh, too uh, attractive to Ryan Poles and company. And, and so they're going to end up trading him for sure. But uh, I, I wonder where it is. And like, I, like I was saying with the domino effect of like, what's the chiefs off season going to look like? I feel like fields might be the first piece to fall. And then you kind of see where, Kirk Cousins uh, and Russell Wilson uh, end up going. I, you know, I don't think either player uh, is going to be with their current teams, and they can make an impact elsewhere. Like, I I actually thought Russell Wilson was okay. It I was mean, much better. Yeah. Not for the contract he was made, no, you know, but, no. but definitely was much. He was, if he was on a better contract, you could live with it, and maybe that's what like, one of these other teams ended you, up doing. You, you would have hoped that Eric Bieniemy had a, a better quarterback than Sam Howell. Like Russell Wilson would have been better than that because he's got experience. He's won a Super Bowl, so on and so forth. And then Kirk Cousins is is the grand wild card. I I don't I don't know where he's going to end up going. And he is somebody that uh, has led teams to postseasons before. And and same type of thing. What we're saying about Atlanta, a team that's missing uh, a quarterback. It, you know, if you don't have a quarterback, you don't have anything. So I, I am curious to see where where Kirk lands. The rest of the AFC West, I mean, you just made the comment a little while ago that, yeah. you know, it's, it's not been a good division. Yes, the Chiefs have dominated it, but and so the Chiefs have played a role in that. But knowing that, okay, you got two new head coaches in the division head, heading into the season, we know, with Pearson Harbaugh. Uh, the Raiders don't have a quarterback. The Broncos don't have a, a long-term answer at quarterback either. Of of the potential free agent moves that could go down, what which team do you think has a chance to actually go and, and, <laughs> and make a difference to where not just that the random national publication crowns somebody offseason champs, but truly go out and, and add to what they already have? Yeah, I hate to – you're asking me a question of, like, process of elimination, and I yeah. hate to mimic the national media, but it's got to be Los Angeles, yeah. right? Because they have Justin Herbert. I mean, we've seen Herbert have these flashes of being an elite quarterback, and – and it's been a long time since like he was able to get some consistent coaching. You got to imagine now that that Harbaugh's in place, he's going to be there for at least a couple years. And like we we talked about that with Alex Smith, where at the beginning of Alex Smith's career in San Francisco, it was one offensive scheme, another offensive coordinator, this coordinator, that coordinator, and it's ever you know it was really tough to, for him to find consistent consistency. Ultimately, uh, gets gets replaced by Cap, comes here, gets that consistency, and it's look, it's not like. Alex was a Hall of Famer, but you can see the difference. And so, man, I think Justin Herbert has those raw traits. We have seen moments in games where, in a way, he like makes these Mahomes-like plays. Nobody's Patrick Mahomes. That's not what I'm saying. But I just think you've seen flashes of greatness. And I think now that there should be some consistency there, it's got to be L.A. that has the best chance. And then until these other two teams figure out what they're going to do with quarterback and have a plan in place. It's really hard for me to be sold on. Okay. Yeah. They're going to compete with the chiefs for the division. Yeah. The, the charts Herbert, I think in Kansas city, everybody's like, okay, this guy's just not any good because we've been, everybody's been talking him right. up for multiple years. And then he's good. Yeah. As I say, like he, he he's good. I, I think the top five conversation stuff obviously is not there anymore and shouldn't be at this point. Um, but he's, he, he could he, play his way back into that, yes. but we have to, you have to see it. I, I don't know if this year will be, the fair year, but at, at some point, 
I know QB wins and loss, like that stat is ridiculous at times because Alex right. Smith was one of the winningest quarter. By that logic, Alex Smith's a Hall of hey. Famer. Um, but if you're Justin Herbert and you and I both acknowledge where he's at and we both think he's still a very, very good quarterback, in two years from now, if Harbaugh's the coach and seemingly things are there, if he hasn't taken in the postseason and won a playoff game at some point, though, it, it does become a Justin Herbert well, thing, right? Well, now the excuses are done, right? Like you finally have your head coach in place. He's got this grand pedigree. It has to work. I mean, this this kind of feels like the Chargers Andy Reid moment where they had a lot of pretenders for years and years and years, and now they feel like they have a, an adult uh, in place, so to speak. Not, not to say that some of the Michigan <laughs> off-the-field stuff was exactly uh, adult. Drew you know, was dressed up like Con- Connor Stallions yesterday. <laughs> he had the Michigan hoodie, the Michigan shorts. He was just needed a Michigan hat. Yeah, and get the got to get the hoodie up and some sunglasses so you can you can steal right. some sun. Yes. Yeah. Uh, no, but I you know I think. You're right. Now, now it shifts to Herbert and says, okay, you know, you've had these excuses. I believe them because I like Justin Herbert. Mm-hmm. Um, but now you have to, you have to win a playoff game. You're right. And I, and it'll, it'll be a, a defining year in the next year or two for Herbert in the course of his career. It's like, are you going to be on this franchise quarterback level or are you going to be with someone we were just talking about? Kirk Cousins, right? Where you, you know, you, you do just enough and then you can't really seal the deal at the end. Do you think in like four or five years, a, is Harbaugh still there in four or five years? I mean, if you look at the track record, he does win everywhere he goes. Right. But it usually ends in a, like it usually ends like with controversy or with yeah. yeah, like I think we kind of and that's that's why the Chargers ultimately were the the landing spot for him because they were willing to let him do everything his way and let yeah. him have full control and all of this. In five years, it would not stun me if he's not the head coach, and not because they don't win games for right. a while. I could just see at some point well, that, that you know he he gets run out again. If if you're saying that you're going to believe in these coaches that are in the rest of the AFC West, you're also simultaneously saying that you're betting against, in a way, Mahomes and Reed. And, like, as great as Sean Payton is, as much as I like Antonio Pierce, like, Pierce was a great player. Steve Spagnuolo loves him. I like him. Uh, Same thing with Harbaugh, where you respect him. They got to win against Andy Reed and Patrick Mahomes. Like they're expected to win a division. I I don't like that bet on any of those guys, and so it would be tough for me to be like, well, Antonio Pierce is in place. He's going to be the head coach for the next 10 years. And same thing with names like like Harbaugh and Peyton. Uh, it, it's a very tough ask. I mean, we're talking about uh, divisions. I would much rather be in the NFC South than the AFC West and have to play Mahomes and Reed and whatever the Chiefs build. And so uh, I'd like to think that these coaches will last. But if you if you have this, I, I think I've, I've accessed it on Wikipedia where they have these charts of like AFC West coaches. And it's just... 10, 11 years of Andy Reid where it's just one box, and then the rest of them are just box, 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 box. And I, how can you expect that to change? Coming up in 10 minutes, we'll get to the Chiefs right half hour. I, w- I want to run the Aaron Donald, Chris Jones production slash salary comparisons by him a little bit. And would you rather sign one of these linebackers or the group? We'll explain that coming up later with Pete Sweeney. But it's that time of the day where we get to the trash. Trash of the day. This was... This was perfect for Pete Sweeney to be in studio for. I was actually glad that this trash of the day didn't make it on the air yesterday. Uh-oh. This is, I'll ask Vern the same question and, and, and we'll talk this one out sure. together. I don't know if you've seen your, you just got back from the New York area, correct? You were in yes, New Jersey. Right. I was, yeah, I was at the stadium series. Okay. Went to my cousin's bachelor party, Atlantic City. It was I, fun. I don't know if you know, were there anybody without their shirts on next to you? It was cold, I imagine. <laughs> No, okay. no, everyone had their, their clothing on, okay. which was nice. Okay, well, let me just read you the headline, and we'll go from there. This is from the New York Post. New York City men are paying plastic surgeons $5,000 mm. for 
almond-shaped nipples like David Beckham. It's a growing trend that I wasn't aware of. Um, so, yeah. uh, first, of all, first of all, have you ever paid to have your nipples redone? You know, have it, you considered? It, would, it would be something that I'd be interested in. I don't think I would, would end up doing it. I, like, when I'm not in a pool setting and, and, you know, your turkeys are done, I mean, I have some, I have some big pepperonis. They here, are so, pepperoni. Okay. Yeah, so I, was gonna, I, I was wondering. I, you know, I would love to maybe get those fixed, but I no, I wouldn't pay for that, though. No. Mine definitely are closer to the, the pepperoni scale than the almond scale, <laughs> if that's what we're, we're doing. I don't know where you're now, at, Now, if Drew. it's a chilly pool, Same. I feel pretty good about the way they look, but it's, you know, it's that, it's that hot weather like, nip. Legit question, besides yeah. the obvious how <laughs> absurd it is to spend $5,000 on this. No, no way. How many, like, we, this is where we need, we should have had somebody from uh, the music side come in and like get a, get a, a woman's perspective on this. How often are you paying attention, ladies out there, to a man's nipples? <laughs> like, <laughs> like how how often are you paying attention to that? Like when you it is, I, it is fascinating the the uh, disparity between <laughs> male attention and female attention to nipples. Really, when you think about it, don't you think? <laughs> I think so. Pete. Yeah, it's crazy. I, I think I think so. Five thousand dollars. That just seems absolutely absurd to me. Yeah. Someone uh, says, thanks, Pete, setting down my pizza now that I'm having for lunch. <laughs> I also see in the text line here, since we're in trash of the day from uh-huh. the 816, uh, Pete, can I get a, a shout out for uh, my wife, Brittany? It's her birthday. Happy hey, birthday. Happy birthday go. to Brittany. Happy birthday. And, and I, what I would tell you is. Uh, well, you, thanks for listening, Patrick. Yeah. If your nips aren't uh, up to snuff, maybe for a birthday present, you go get them done <laughs> for, for old Brittany. Wouldn't that be nice? Oh my goodness! Has your uh, has your girlfriend commented on your nipples? Has she seen this story? You need to show her this story. <laughs> I don't think this is one I'm going to share with my my girlfriend. No, hopefully no. I mean, True. What, what if she wants me to get? I'm done. Your I'm wife? not doing that. I did, I told her the story as soon as I saw. I was like, guess what? People are spending five grand on. She goes, what? And I told her, and she goes, really? I was like, yeah. Apparently so. She was she. Uh, she's not. Like you, you need to get this done, Drew. No, that's no. Well, I mean, we we know that uh, Alex is the bachelor of the group too. Your your various ladies ever comment on your nips? Nobody's ever commented yeah, on my nipples out, before. Uh, hanging out at the pool? <laughs> yeah, I you know I had to take an extra look at them this morning. Yeah, more in the story. I'm not even gonna look at mine. I, yeah, I don't even want to look at it. No, no. Yeah, no, you can take care of your. Own we nipples. have the show's video streaming, Pete. There's an opportunity for you to show the world. <laughs> you know that doesn't that's, apply to I the FCC I, stuff you on know, the video stream. I've seen uh, Josh Vernier. He's been walking around lately. He's got this cue ball head now. I mean, he's got so much confidence. I think, I think Josh is going to walk in here and, and be ready to to show not one, but maybe maybe both both, both of them. Yeah. Wow. Uh, well, I'm going to ask him the same. I'm going to bring up trash of the day to yeah, him. That's a good idea. But someone says they wouldn't pay five thousand dollars to have their wife's done either. Uh, I'm guessing it's a little more money than that. I'm guessing it's a few more bucks. I'm not sure what the going rate is these yeah, days for I think, for that. I think that costs ten grand to get. Uh, oh, that was quick. You kind of. Kind of had think. the number there. Right? I've heard people. Right? He says, right? Like he's asking Drew for confirmation. <laughs> I've heard of friends, like, I've had friends of friends, like, talk about this before. And if you're getting them done, I believe it costs around 10 grand. Yeah. According to, uh, I just Googled it real quick. Um, the average yeah. breast augmentation in Kansas is between three grand and 12 grand. Okay. That's so a I was wide. A little, it is wide. I was a little high. I guess it depends on just how much work you want done. The median there. Or how about, well do you want it done? Or eight. That, that's true. Yeah. You want to make sure you go to the best. Otherwise, the almond, you know, if you go to the almond size, it's a little bit different. David, you just go well, and you say you want the you, David Beckham. I also know this about uh, breast implants. When you get them done, you, you end up losing feeling in them. So, you know, it's a kind of a catch-22. If you're, you know, lady, uh-huh. that lady that wants to have this, right. this operation, right? Who knew? I, I didn't know the uh, the David Beckham thing was. I didn't know that was a thing. That that was something that people like actually wanted. 
to make sure. You know, he's, he's a good-looking guy. I didn't know the nipples, yeah. though, was what everybody was talking about. Yeah, it, it, nip it like Beckham. Beckham, that's the, that's the, that's the new – bring in the uh, – Somebody goes in, I, I, I want the David Beckham. That's yeah. what I want. Yeah, just, just want Forget about the haircut. haircut. Oh, yes. Now we're getting some good research on the text line. Okay. First-hand experience. I know our listeners always help us out. Wife has wanted new ones for over two years. $6,250, and they accept payments. You can finance that. <laughs> Finance that out. You know what's a down payment get you too? It's probably a nice plan. You, you put two grand down. You only got to take care of forty two fifty, thirty three bucks a month or something. Three years, you'll be happy. You get to oh, go. Geez. Yeah, that's the go. trash of the day. Good for you guys out there. Pete Sweeney implants. from uh, Arrowhead Pride hanging out with us till noon today. Up next, we get back to the Chiefs and the comparisons that that naturally are made between Chris Jones and Aaron Donald. We'll get to that here on Cody and Gold. Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. We really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s. And each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T-Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month with auto-pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto-pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling account to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. See T-Mobile.com. After the end of a good fight, you deserve an ice-cold reward. Medela is the mark of a fighter. You've earned this rich golden lager with a crisp, refreshing taste. Because you know, the bigger the fight, the better the reward. You put in the hours, the energy, the tough labor. You are a fighter. Medela is your reward. Medela, the mark of a fighter. Drink responsibly. Beer imported by Crown Port, Chicago, Illinois. Chiefs Kingdom. This is Mitch Holtis, and welcome in to the Chiefs Red Half Hour on Cody and Gold. Every day at 1130 on your official broadcast partner, the Chiefs, 610 Sports Radio. I promise more plastic surgery talk later on in the day. We'll get to that after the David Beckham almond-shaped nipples. Apparently in New York, people are getting their mm. nipples surgically repaired, you love, you love, redone. I, uh, I love self-improvement and <laughs> good for folks to uh-huh. be investing in themselves. That's right. That's exactly right. Uh, let's get to some big-time money, though, uh, for what is going to have to happen if the Chiefs do yeah. want to keep Chris Jones. We led the show today talking about, okay, when Aaron Donald got his extension, he was a year older than Chris Jones, and it was thirty, you know, $30 million on average. Yeah. And we've seen the last two years of production. One, Aaron Donald only played 11 games a year ago. Right. Had, I think it was uh, five sacks, had eight sacks this year. So the trade-off we were throwing out there is if I told you that the Chiefs paid Chris Jones $30 million a year right. on a three-year deal, he'll be a year younger at the end of it than Aaron Donald. But next year, you still get double-digit sacks, assume the same type of Chris Jones. But the final two years, Chris Jones either is missing four-plus games mm-hmm. or all of a sudden he's a seven-sack guy. Would you sign Would you sign up right now for that? I don't think I would. I, I think I'm a little bit different in how I feel about this situation because you know I remember when the sky was falling when the Chiefs traded Tyree Kill and how their offense was never going to be the same again 
Which yeah. I guess in a way it was true, but it didn't mean they couldn't win. And so the defense will be different, right? Like without Chris Jones, but I, I don't think one player is necessarily going to define what the defense can be. Is it going to be top two like it was this year? Probably not, but the offense is going to improve. And so say it's top 10. I still feel pretty good about that. And like, I think the whole Chris Jones situation, I think he's playing a, a dangerous game and really, you know, his agents are like, they're playing this dangerous game where, you know, they, I think want the most money possible, but I think Chris has to realize like, it's not going to be as fun playing for the Carolina Panthers, right? There's a, an angle here where you could work with the chiefs. They could give you a fair deal. It's not going to be as much as you can make on the open market. And you could go for the three P that, that you're already talking about. I, I, I like Chris Jones, uh, and I, I like, I'd like him to stay here, but I just don't see it happening with the current situation. Like, the Chiefs are not going to just match the highest possible offer, which is, I think, to me, what he's been, uh, for lack of better terms, like conditioned to want here. The one thing I, I kind of can't get past is that a year ago, when he was a year younger, when he was coming off a yeah. 15 and a half sack season, right. they weren't willing to get to that dollar amount. So, why now? I, I guess. Again, somebody will text in and say, well, because they're going for a three-peat. But I'm with you on this. Like, I want them, of course, to duh, better the roster and right. have an all-in approach, but not to where in two years we're saying, man, they're paying him $33 million a year, and he's a six-sack guy and just doesn't have the same, you know, he's right. not healthy. Like, that's a, pro- that's a big problem in the future, even with the cap going up. The only part I'll disagree with you is if Chris Jones is not on this team, then they, they better go all in on offense because I, I do think they could slip back to being a 13th or 15th best defense in football. Yeah, I don't disagree. I just think like Brett Veach will figure it out. I, I liken it to the Orlando Brown situation. Orlando Brown just wanted more and more money. Highest paid left tackle, all this, whatever like that. Eventually, the Chiefs kind of called his bluff. And not only did they call his bluff, but they had a plan B ready. Like I looked the other day at the top 200 free agents of Pro Football Focus. I wrote it up for our site. And Chris Jones, deservedly so, is number one. There's 20-plus interior defensive linemen on that list of 200. Like, if Chris Jones wants to Orlando Brown, Brett Veach is going to have his Jawan Taylor. And I'm not saying I'm in love with the Jawan Taylor contract. I'm not <laughs> saying it was perfect. What I'm saying is there's going to be a plan B built in. And I think the thing that we've learned and maybe Brett Veach has learned too with the Brown situation with Tyreek and Chris Jones. He doesn't like being handcuffed here. And I don't think he's going to let it happen again. And so I think Chris Jones is going to hit the open market. I think Sneed's a more likely tag because the Chiefs can afford it. And I think once he does, there's going to be a team that's just willing to go farther than the Chiefs are, are willing to go. You know, and at the end of the day, you're going to get the thank you for my time in Kansas City. Certainly a future Ring of Honor guy, uh, Chiefs Hall, Hall of Fame. Perhaps uh, Pro Football Hall of Fame. I think if things so. continue to go right, but you know it, it's tough. You know we see these decisions made all the time. It was tough to see the Chiefs cut like Eric Berry. It was tough to see them move on from Tyree because it was so fun to watch him on the football field. But what what happens with this regime in particular? They make these tough calls, and then a year happens, and there's they're champions again, or they're playing for the championship. So I, I just think a year ago, or I guess September of this yeah. past year, that to me told us what was going to happen this offseason. Right. And that is that he's going to probably become a, a free agent. And, you know, I, I wonder the fact, I already think he he's a Hall of Famer now that he has three rings. So right. I, I wonder as much as, yeah, you want to be part of a three-peat, and you're right, he won't be, have as much fun playing in Chicago or Carolina right. or whatever. I wonder the fact that he's got 
now he's got three rings overall. It, does that make that easier? And you know what? It doesn't make him a bad person. Like, of course, I, I don't hate yeah. on Juju for getting his ring in Kansas City and then going to get paid. I mean, the Chiefs that ended up working out for the Chiefs because he was <laughs> yeah. injury ridden and and the Kansas City wanted him back and he didn't really have an impact in New England. Like, it's a choice you make. You know, I'm not. It's it's not a. a it doesn't make you a bad guy for now. You've done, had all your team success. You want to get paid. You, this is going to be his last contract of his career, you know, go get paid. But there also is an alternate scenario where he can take his week one buddies from the suite and say, I want to be in Kansas city. I want to be, I want to get a fair deal. I know it's not going to be top of the market, but I want to be in Kansas city. You know, who's done that? Travis Kelsey, Travis Kelsey could have made a lot more money than the chiefs were willing to give him over these years. And and he's, he's chosen to be part of something that's historic. And Chris has that opportunity and we'll see, what he ends up deciding, but I just think if he wants top dollar, he's not going to get it here. The on the flip side, franchise tag, Legarius Sneed. I mean, that just seems kind of like the no brainer here. I I don't know if I would necessarily even give him the long term deal, but I'm at least tagging him, kind of see how the rest of our off season goes. Right. If you're Brett Veach, and then honestly, he plays on the tag next year at eighteen or almost nineteen million dollars, right. and at that point, either maybe you do draft somebody in the mid round that you can start to develop, or you just see where where things stand with your your team defensively. I wouldn't let Legarius Sneed go. But I also am not sitting here saying, man, they got to sign to a three or four year extension. I think a franchise tag, I'm good with him playing on that. Yeah, he's also 27, too. And, you know, what we've seen, Chris Jones is entering his age 30 season. 27 is an age that Brett Veach is willing to spend on. That's a huge part of this as well. Like, it's one thing for them to, like, break their own, quote unquote, unwritten rules last year for Chris Jones when he was going into his age 29 season. I don't think it's it's that attractive as good as he is this year, whereas it's going to be more attractive to Snead. I tend to half agree with you. I think they'll tag him to buy time, and eventually they come to, to, to terms on, like, a three-year deal similar to, um, you know, Tyron Matthew or, you know, Justin Reed, that type of thing, and, and he's back in Kansas City. I think he really likes Kansas City. I think he's willing to work with the Chiefs, maybe more so uh, than the Jones camp. But, yeah, I, I think that's the, the way this ends up going. I think Chris Jones goes to a new team, and Snead is retained. What's that for Snead on a three-year deal? What do you – what, three at 15 a year? So what is it, four, three for 45, or is it more than that? It might be what, is, what did Ward sign for? I it guess might that's be more. A, yeah. It, it, let's see, Charvarius Ward. It might be more just because I, I just think with the inside-outside and the ultimate curbing of your team's opposing number one wide receiver, you take him out of the game, essentially. I think it's worth it. Ward was, this was a year ago, and yeah. Snead obviously playing at maybe even higher level, yeah. but uh, three for 40. Snead's projected, according to Pro Football Focus, is three for 17 and a half per year, so okay, 52 so and a half. half. So two and a half more a year, so okay. I'm okay with that. Like, I think he's worth that. And you're keeping Snead and McDuffie together, and I also think it, with the mindset, okay, that we have to lose Chris Jones to afford everything else, secondary is going to be even more important than maybe it was a year ago. Coming up in, in about five minutes or so, we'll get to uh, a scenario at the linebacker spot, uh, whether or not you go with the one guy or you bring back three for the same cost. We'll explain that in a second. But Tommy Townsend, man, looks like uh, his days are, are done in Kansas City. Fan favorite, played at a high level. This regular season wasn't his best, but isn't this just a smart football move? Matt Ariza, six-round pick of the Bills. We already are, I think by now, everybody's aware of, of the the situation around him and charges being dropped as he was accused of rape. Uh, that's why yeah. the bills ended up cutting him. Now the chiefs take the, the chance on him, even though um, I think Tommy was playing in the Super Bowl at as high of a level as you possibly could. Right. right. You're going to get a guy now for what? $700,000, $900,000 instead of $3.8 million a year. If we're just being football specific, I mean, I, you, and this is 
you, you have to do it in, in the league because you're, you're always looking for edges and, and different things. It, it, it makes total sense. It's a shame because I think a lot of people love Tommy. He was in that, what, that Christmas trailer, <laughs> willing to work with the social media. He's a great dude. And I see him bopping around where I live in, in the Plaza area. Like, he's a nice guy. Yeah. Um, but he hired Drew Rosenhaus. You only do that if you want to make the highest possible uh, amount of money. As we just said with Chris Jones, it's okay to do that. You're entitled to. You probably aren't going to get a ton of, like, lucrative punter contracts. This is going to be the, the best punter or the best contract of, of his career. And it's just not going to be with KC. And, um, you know, Kansas City basically is paying the minimum for – what could be the best punter in the NFL? You know, and, and again, we're not touching it off uh, on any of the off the field stuff, um, but that's the football reality of it. Yeah, yeah. I mean the the impact on a, on a punter, and when you're talking about the window the Chiefs are in, and you and I were just bringing up Chris Jones and how do you keep Jones and yeah. can you keep Snead? You can't have the highest paid punter, the highest paid kicker, and the highest paid quarterback, and the highest paid defensive line. Like, if there's any yeah. area that you're going to to cut on, it's going to be punter. And you're right; there's a chance yeah. you end up actually getting the same production, if not better. And I, I've covered a lot of these dicey situations off the field with Kansas City. One, and uh, not for this specific situation, but one thing you know, I I, I will say, and I, I know this about this regime, and who knows if it happens elsewhere, but they really do their homework, like their own homework. They investigate situations themselves, so. You know, I think to an extent they, they deserve the benefit of the doubt when it comes to that, and it's a really, you know, there's no other way to say it. It's a really shrewd football move. Got a lot of text earlier, though, Pete. What does this mean for the holding game, you know? I mean, are they going to be, is Butker going to be just as successful now? You know what? <laughs> and I heard you, you know, you want to talk about Nick Bolton and stuff and, yeah. and the holding. It's like, this is going to sound really like I, I'm showing my age here. Sometimes there's like too many microphones in Kansas City. Like I think <laughs> I just think there are too many people with platforms. Like the fact that this regime, after three Super Bowls in five years, is getting questions about like holding mm-hmm. and oh, you're gonna pay Nick Bolton all this money? Yes, yes, because you know what? <laughs> it's the right move because the defensive coordinator loves yeah, we, him. We Spags has talked and I don't care highly. if you work for this network or that network and you think you watch a lot of film. Guess what? You weren't part of the personnel staff that has seen this team build a dynasty and do the, one of the things that only eight other times this has happened. We're back-to-back championships. So guess what? If, if they decide to pay Nick Bolton, it's probably the right decision because they do this for a living and they've built a championship roster. I, 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 it makes me want to pull my hair out when I see things like, but what are they going to do without the hold? They're going to teach him they how to Dave hold. Tobe for a reason. They're going to teach pay- him how to hold. You're, you're, you're paying Dave <laughs> Tobe. You have a veteran kicker. My guess is during the off season, Winchester, Ariza and Butker are going to hang out right. a lot and get the time and figure it out. I mean, remember the freak out a year or so ago when Cole quit made a comment and so everybody assumed that Dustin or uh, that uh, Tommy Townsend didn't know how to hold. That lasted for like three weeks, and then what has what has Butker yes. done since? He's been the best kicker in the NFL, I, and, and Tommy Townsend example. had a great, by the way, a great hold on the uh, on the long kick in the Super Bowl. I love me some C dot, and I would say this to his face: like he, he me and him had about one thousand conversations about how the wide receiver group wasn't enough, and I and I would say yes, it was. And then after these losses that the Chiefs would have in the regular season, I would get these tweets: still think the wide receiver room's okay, Pete. <laughs> Yeah, you know why? Because Brett Veach and his team do, do, and they know better than me. And so, like, I just, the fact that, and I understand, like, this is talk radio, we have to talk about it, but the amount of people that, like, question 
the decisions and the major decisions that this group has made now after 10 years and watching what they have done is outrageous. They don't always get it right. And I get that. Like we just talked about Jawan Taylor before. I think that contract to be a little bit better. You'd like maybe sure. uh, a wait, but they needed a tackle at the time and they thought the, the risk was worth the reward. And guess what the reward was back to back Super Bowl championship. So enough. Enough questioning the, the, the choices of, of Brett Veach. You brought up Nick Bolton, because I, I did want to ask you about that, and I obviously know your answer now, too, but the the freakout was because there was some rumblings that maybe it was going to be 15 or $16 million a year, and everybody hears that for a linebacker right. and freaked out. But what you said about Steve Spagnuolo, I think, is, is crucial. It's not that Nick Bolton is this great coverage guy. He's not. That, that's his biggest flaw, probably, right? He's not a great coverage guy. Yeah. But when it comes to run game and when it comes to setting up the defense, wearing the green dot, in their mind, I'm going to guess they're going to say that 15 or $16 million a year is likely worth it for that. I don't know. What was the Anthony Hitchens contract? My guess is he'll get something similar to Anthony Hitchens, but he's a, he's a younger player and it's a different spot in this, this franchise versus there's some people I think would, would say, could you not just bring back Willie Gay, Drew mm-hmm. Tranquil, and roll with Chanel and not pay Nick Bolton long term? Tran- Tranquil's going to be back. I mean, I just, I know he loves Kansas City too much, and he'll he'll take a team friendly deal. And I think Willie Gay, he knows the writing's on the wall for for a long time. Uh, the the this particular plan was to take care of Snead and Bolton because I think there are key parts of your your defense, and also on the offensive side, take care of your interior offensive linemen, make sure they're back, and then you're flexible from there. And so he's part of the plan. I mean, whether, that's what it is. I, th- I think just. This idea that they're suddenly going to change their path and, and go a different direction, I, I think they want Bolton here, and I, I think he's a key cog to everything that Steve Spagnuolo wants to do. This, this, these guys' relationship is just off the charts as far as, like, um, you know, Steve thinks something up and Bolton adjusts. And here's the other thing, too. Like, Andy Reid and Steve Spagnuolo are just very, very good of altering their scheme to the players they have. So the defense may not be the exact same thing with or without Chris Jones. Same thing with La- – with, Figuring out the offense this year. Yeah, I, I, I agree. The wide receiver room wasn't that strong. They found a way to go heavier, and then they started to feature Rasheed Rice more, and suddenly it was enough. So, like, I think we, we freak out sometimes just because we're looking at one isolated thing, but the Chiefs do a really good job of painting the whole picture. And I always say this. That's the toughest part of the offseason. You only get, like, one piece of the blueprint at a time. But then, you know, when it comes down to it, plan you're looking at the together. AFC West champs. Yeah, yeah plan comes together. Yeah. We also know they differ from plan A to plan B. And all that, we, we all know that a couple of years ago, they wanted Trent Williams, right? And that thing fell apart at the last minute. The Niners ended up retaining Trent Williams. And Orlando Brown Jr. Uh, was not plan A right. when they traded for him. But it all it, it worked out. Despite how everybody felt him at the end, it still ended up being a pretty good <laughs> they, trade for them. They do a really nice job. I've always been impressed with how the personnel staff going into the draft always seems to have a reasonable starter at every position going into the draft. And so... That's how I think, you know, by the time we get to, to next month, two months, whatever it is for the, the NFL draft, they're going to use free agency and these crafty veteran minimum type of deals to make sure that they have a, you know, a reasonable starter at each position. So you can kind of go into the draft with an open mind and go a lot of different directions. And the key word is always flexible. I mean, they're, no matter what contract, and that's where, like I, like, I think Snead is more apt to work with the Chiefs. I think Bolton is more apt to work with the Chiefs. I don't think the Jones camp is going to work with the Chiefs. And so that's where, like, I think that that's why I think uh, that's the most likely outcome. They always want to remain flexible to make sure that they can continue to surround Patrick Mahomes with this title roster. You know, a lot of times when we bring up officiating, it's because people are bitching and moaning about calls. You were just at a hockey game. Would you have loved if the, if the referee would have done this? I don't know if you saw this from the Blues and <laughs> Islanders game last night. You're not going to like it, but the call on the ice was correct. No goal. No, that's 
That's some good uh, description there from. You're not going to like Aaron it. Ray. I love that. That was from Bally, uh, I think Midwest or St. Louis uh, with, or, uh, with, with the Blues and Islanders game. That's phenomenal. Right. That, uh, give me more of that. Yeah, I, I'm, I'm all for referees having personalities. I also, I also think that every NFL game should be mic'd up to the point of the Super Bowl. I mean, I, I think the NFL makes a, enough money because there will be so many moments, I think, that we would have on a week-to-week uh, basis. Like, the videos that are coming out from the Chiefs are fascinating from the Super Bowl. And in my mind, I'm like, the NFL has enough money to do this for every single game. Imagine if we had this type of show each and every week, and I, I, I would love to see more of that. And, yeah, I, I, I like the referee conversations. There was one conversation with the referees during the Super Bowl. I don't know if you saw this, where they were talking amongst themselves, and they're like, yes, they're, they're giving the ball up. back to Mahomes. Like, good luck. Yeah, the mic'd up. is like well, Referees have personalities, yeah, too. Yeah, Vinovich you know? was like, you know, this is, this, you got to have your best play right here. Like, hearing them talk about th- during the Super Bowl how things were playing out was kind of cool. But this ref, some people were actually upset with this ref that, Unprofessional? Was having fun. I'm sure there's somebody like in the NHL officiating world that's probably just losing their mind over this. Thinks it's so yeah, like you said, so unprofessional. That, but that's great. Could you imagine just in general? Especially this was also a blowout. I think it was four nothing. So it's like the, right. the, the Blues or the Islanders were getting their ass kicked. You're at a, you're at a Chiefs game. It's like or even the Super Bowl. Bradbury holding call. Like Eagles fans, you're not gonna like this holding. <laughs> Like a villain role. Well, as long as Carl Sheffers is not doing it, I, you know, I think that's where fans <laughs> would draw the line. As long as he is not the one uh, in, injecting his personality. Yeah, give me, give me more of that. Sometimes, especially in the, uh, you know, this is the NHL, so maybe that's the issue. But if you're talking about some of the lower levels of hockey sure. or whatever, why not? Why not have some some fun if you're an official? Yeah, you got to be careful with that too. I remember, you know, Nick Patrick, this great referee. He, you know, he was secretly in the NWO during the WCW days, and he turned on a lot of the, the good wrestlers. <laughs> Mid match, you're a big wrestling guy. You're a big <laughs> wrestling guy. Got to watch not, out for those referees with personality. That's never been my. It's never been my thing. I know Tim Donahue. What was the uh, yeah, NBA Donahue. Ref, referee? Yes, yes, Tim, Tim Donahue. I've thought about this before, and, and I, as we're uh, approaching conspiracy theories, and everyone loves a good <laughs> oh, conspiracy theory. Keep going because I got to bring one up again. Now that don't you think true. so? What if a referee just used alternate lines, right? And <laughs> like you and just built it to minus 200 and only fixed it for himself like every other game. How would anyone ever figure that out? I, I just think it, I think now more than ever, referees need to be paid like players. That's my new, that's my new uh, wild and out theory. Cause I just think it's too easy to <laughs> fix games and make money in an offshore account. Yeah, is that, I, is that a crazy theory? Don't you think? Um, I, so there are the alternate line changes it. They're it, it available does. everywhere. But if all of a sudden you had somebody betting, they still have markers. So like, let's say consistently, hockey game sure. alt line, there was someone always betting a very high dollar amount or whatever on. on I, eventually, it might be not not on a one off. No, on a one off, you would have no way. Of well, you knowing. randomly build yourself losses too. I mean, this would have to be. <laughs> Pete's, my, a very Pete's mapping this out. Someone's yeah. on the text line is very upset we're not mentioning the name of the official, which, by the way, the official you keep texting in is wrong. It's not the same official. So <laughs> uh, you, you said you're, someone's like, say his name. Wes McCauley. No, it's not Wes McCauley. The guy that in the audio we just played is Garrett Rank. Garrett Rank. So it's, it's not well, even as right. Long as it's very not Nick upset. Patrick. Very upset. Nick it's Patrick even, would fix that. Yeah. That I kind of like Pete's idea of paying the refs because then at that point, <laughs> they have to be required. Forget the pool report. After you're done, you have to appear. And yeah. do a press conference afterwards. If you're getting paid, the, pool the proper amount is, of money. Yeah, there are certain calls. Like, I think back to this NFL season, that non-call against Marquez Valdez-Scantling in the Packers oh. game 
Oh, yeah. Was really bad. Bananas. Like, that, that, that ref should have to go to the podium after the game. Yeah. Be like, I what were you looking think, at? Like, what are, what are you doing? I still think that call was the reason why, after the Bills, like, it was the Bills game was the one where Mahomes had the blow up. That, to me, was still the carryover from the horrific call the week before against Green Bay. Yeah. And that was the only time, really, in Mahomes' career he's been like that. Yeah. And I think he regretted it. But, yeah, I agree. I think it was more of a buildup than. One particular call or non-call. Think yeah, about I that agree. moment. You know, sitting at Lambeau, it's freezing cold in that game, and then fast forward, and at that point in Were time. Were you at Lambeau? I was. Oh, I yeah. didn't realize It that. was incredible. But at that moment. Did you complain to the ref? I, I went right up to him, yeah. I, after the game, <laughs> I went right up to him, and I said, man, Pete had an alternate line on this game, and what, what the hell were you doing? Alternate that's, line. by the way, in all seriousness, so that ref. that's why you, you can't have the post-game podium. As much as I, I think they got to be held more accountable, you can't because there's too many crazy people out there. Because can you imagine right. if Wes McCauley has the text line wanted us to think Garrett it was Rank. and Garrett Rank? Could you imagine if they had a press conference and you you just would have whether it's a media member or otherwise? I think you would. I mean, yeah. John Higgins got death threats in in Nebraska because from Kentucky fans many years ago. I don't disagree, I, but like to Drew's point, like you just shouldn't have the pool report because. They must teach the referees to just double down yeah. no matter what. Cause all, all it always is, uh, I believe Adam Teicher is our pool reporter that goes in and does it. He goes in there. He talks to the ref. They just double down no matter what in the pool report, and it almost like makes you matter. Like, I agree with that. No one is yeah. ever like, you're right, I blew it. <laughs> I should call that pass interference uh, against Marquez uh, on the pl- the player against Marquez. Um, they never say that. They it's even always, have the network, uh, the, yeah. the, the, like the network rules official people. Uh, Dean Blandino, I think, does a great job of it. But like the ESPN guy after that game was defending the call that was made. And I was like, well, there's circumstances and everything. It's like, no, you can. It's okay to admit when one of the referees makes a bad call and it's egregiously bad. It, and it, it, they just wouldn't admit it. Yeah, they never admit it. I think that I think they're taught to do that. It's just like keep, oh sure yeah keep double keep doubling down yeah. Pete Sweeney from Arrowhead Pride, appreciate it, man. Good yeah. stuff as always. Go get some bets in. I know you got to go. I love bet. yeah. I loved every minute, but mostly the the minutes we were talking about the nipples. Yeah, you got to go <laughs> so do some research you. on that. Yeah, yeah. Pete's not. Pete's gonna go long home off and, season. I got to do something with my body here. I think I think by the time you get to the training camp, the nipples will be fine if you have the surgery now. I'm, you know, I'm, I'm doing my yearly off season plan where I lose weight. So I think that'll oh. also help my, well, I'm going to try to lose weight. So you I think, think the, pe- the pepperonis will, will shrink? I think, I think we can get these, uh, <laughs> these, uh, dollar size pepperonis down to dime size by the end. There you go. There Pete you go. Sweeney from Arrowhead pride coming up next. We'll get to watch trending. We'll talk some baseball with our guy, Josh Furnier, who will join me for the next two hours right here on Cody and gold. T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary. We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com.